This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Basically. I'm your host, Stephanie Preisner, and with me in studio today is Liz O'Kane. Liz, what is the official title of what you do? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me because it's only took me, took six months to get the two of us to sit down together. Well, I'm delighted. Super duper busy. So I am an estate agent. Yes. But I sell nothing. Okay. Okay. I don't plonk for sale signs into anybody's front garden and I don't have open viewings on a Saturday afternoon and try and extract money out of people. I am the estate agent who acts exclusively for the purchaser. So I buy property for other people. So you work on behalf of the purchaser. Yes. That is amazing. I've recently just bought a house. I moved into my house in July. I did not know this was a service that existed. Did you enjoy the process? No, like I absolutely didn't enjoy the process. This is the second house. I bought my first house on my own and I was very involved in that. And this time I was just like, you know what, husband of mine, you can do this. Just come home and tell me we have a house because I can't be dealing with the back and forth. What what do you think people benefit from by having an agent? Because it does a, feel... A, a buyer's agent. A buyer's a agent. A buyer's agent. Because so. the seller's agent is doing all the work for them. And you're constantly thinking like, oh, the estate agent has told me that the buyer won't accept my offer and I have to go and... Cre-. And you just don't know who's doing what and the politics of it. It's sort of like when you're in a market in Spain and you have to haggle for the price. I hate it. I love that. Of course. <laughs> well, that's why you do that. I love that. But really... Okay, so th- there's th- there's about three answers to, to your question, okay. right? If, if that's all right. So a buyer's agent is not particularly a new phenomenon at all. Really? It is absolutely commonplace in North America and Canada and in the UK, primarily London, and in Australia and New Zealand. There would be a buyer's agent in every realtor's office. It would be absolutely commonplace that anybody who's purchasing a property would have somebody act for them in precisely the same manner that a vendor or a seller has a sales agent acting for them, mm-hmm. right? Why Makes wouldn't sense. You? Yeah. Why wouldn't you, right? So the type of client who comes to me are generally speaking either very broad and very varied. I have first-time buyers right up to US purchasers who want to buy country estates in Ireland. Okay. And I have anybody from €300,000 or less to spend right up to... Millions. The sky's the limit and everybody in between. in between. Right. So what, so say I come to you, how does, an, how do we, how does the initial meeting go? Like, what do I say? Can you I'm just find say, me a Stephanie, house? I'm going to say, Stephanie, what's your budget? What's your location? What is it that you really want to achieve? And I'll tell you whether that's achievable or not. Okay. So okay. my budget is, let's say, I don't know my budget, but I know how much I earn and I know how much my husband earns. Or do I need to come to you when no. I already have you mortgage need to approval? Come, you, you, you need to come to me to have this conversation when you are mortgage and cash approved. So, i.e. you have your okay. mortgage and you have your, your, your cash as your down payment. Okay. And for all of your fees. So your solicitor's fees, your stamp duty, my fees and a surveyor's fees. Okay. For so example. I say to you, okay, my budget is 550000 with uh, we could get a help to buy scheme if it was a new build. I'd like to live in North Dublin, but not too far away from civilization. I would say you're in great shape. Yeah, that's absolutely achievable. Okay, that's fantastic. Now, what do you want to do? But most people, as you know, like yourself, 
we're all working full time. We're all really busy. Yes. Right? Yeah. And everybody is in their box at whatever phase in life. And I, I'm doing this 20 years, by the way. Sorry, jeepers, nearly 22. Right? Okay. With a few blips along the way. There's been a little roller coaster ride yes. along the way with a couple of recessions that follow me around and tip me on the shoulder and say, I'm coming after you again. Oh, gosh. Right. Uh, very used to it. Very, very used to it. And resilience is another great word for, you know, for coming out the other side of recessions. But anyway, um, people are very busy and they're very, very busy and they're sitting on their laptops in bed looking at daft.ie and myhome.ie at midnight, closing the laptop and nothing has happened. Mm -hmm. You go back to work, you're not making a phone call to an agent, you're not finding out when the next viewing is and particularly around new homes. Um, you know, it's, it's when is the next phase coming? Has everybody signed their contract? Is there anybody who's having a wobble? Have people changed their minds? Has somebody's mortgage fallen down? There's lots of questions that I will ask agents that the average person on the street probably won't ask or know to ask in mm -hmm. the same vein that, you know, I'm not an expert in everything in life and there's lots of questions that I don't need to ask. But when you have somebody representing you, it sh it, it, there's great value uh, added to that because it gives a sales agent, first of all, it gives them great confidence. They that if take I'm you acting, seriously. That's, they will take me very seriously. They know that I've been retained to hunt, source and negotiate property and that my clients can proceed. Mm -hmm. um, I also get other information throughout of all of these conversations, information about properties whereby a sale may have fallen down and an agent might call me before they go back to the open market to say, look, before we go back into a marketing campaign, have you anybody looking in this particular area at this particular budget? This sale is not pro proceeding for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I often get phone calls and actually often almost on a daily basis about properties that are off market. Some people choose to sell to sell their homes off market. People say, well, what's wrong with the house? There's something wrong with the house. Why would somebody mm -hmm. choose to do that? Lots of people choose to do that. Sometimes for very personal reasons, sometimes for grieving reasons. You just don't know people. Some people are separating. Mm -hmm. They don't want to put a for sale sign up. They just want to be quiet, quiet and discreet it. about it. They don't want everybody knowing their personal business. Mm -hmm. And some people might be older or vendors might be older and they, they don't have the appetite for two or three open viewings a week. Yes. Yeah, Get no. the house ready, tidy up the house, put the heating on, bake the bread, do all the stuff you're meant to do to sell a property. Yeah. And invariably a home can come to the market that has never hit the market. Okay. Because someone will just say to you, but how will you find out about it then? I get phone calls about that. So my so my. Well, would you get a phone call from the person who from owns the, the house? No, no, oh. from the sales agent. No, they're still selling through a sales agent. Okay. Pardon me, sorry. I didn't yes, make okay. that very clear. They're still selling through a sales agent. They don't want a public. They don't want a for sale sign up and they don't want it advertised publicly. Okay. So that, that can also sometimes happen. So... And it does happen actually very regularly. It doesn't mean that I have somebody every day of the week to match to that property. But by God, it's in my head. Yes. So okay. that if somebody calls me, I say, hang on a second, I might have something that would suit you. I yeah. might know about that. So for me, my business is very much about relationships. It's all about connections and relationships with every agent in this country. And when Liz O'Kane makes a phone call to any agent in any part of the country, if they don't know who I am, I'm doing my job wrong as far as I'm concerned. Right, okay. And do you find that the market has changed now? Like, I feel like with my friends and like pe my peers, there's an awful lot of being outbid, being 
like being so close and then not like, do you feel that younger people are retaining you more because they hope to have that little bit of an edge yeah. over everyone else it's who's queuing up? It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, they are. Actually, yes, they are. Um, we have we have a pretty horrible purchasing process in this country. It's not nice. It's not for the faint hearted. It is tricky. Yeah. And generally speaking, um, when a market is, when a property is launched onto the market, it is tucked under the value that the sales agent or vendor is hoping to achieve. So, so explain that. So let's just use 100,000 euro yep. for argument's sake, because everybody can relate to 100,000 euro mm-hmm. there or thereabouts. So let's say that a property is launched onto the market at 95,000 euro. Mm hmm. What they're really expecting for that property is circa 110 or 115,000. Okay. Right. So at 95,000 euro, you will get a cohort of people who think, oh my God, my budget's 100,000 euro. Maybe I could buy that house. And that brings that cohort of people to the table who will start the bidding. bidding. Mm -hmm. They will start the bidding. Now, and the bidding in this country there's generally speaking a three a three week marketing campaign, mm-hmm. so you could have bidding going on for circa three weeks, and it's the elimination game. That's what it is. It's the most money wins. Okay, and that's it. But most people or potential purchasers who are out there in the marketplace, they're they're not really thinking strategically. Okay, right. It's a very emotive period of time. It really is. It's shockingly emotive. It's very anxiety ridden. And and that's when sometimes they go, we found the house we want to buy. We do not want to bid on it. You do it. Okay. And at times they can come to me just for that piece. Yes. Just for that piece. We don't want to bid. Because they don't want to get into a bidding war. They, well, you see, as I, people say that to me every day of the week, Stephanie. They say, I don't want, I'm not getting into a bidding war. I'm not doing that. And I want, well, how the hell are you going to avoid that in this market? Yes, okay. This is the way our market works. Unless you're buying a new home, which is a fixed price. Yes. So the new home is 420,000 euro. It's 420,000 euro for everybody. You, 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 and you. Mm-hmm. If you can get there in the first phase, then the price starts to go up again. But it's really knowing how to bid strategically. And, and how, when, how do you do that? Well, exactly. How do you do that? Well, I'm kind of doing it 20 years plus, so I kind of have a very good idea about how people are bidding. And it's like psychological warfare. you got to piss people off. And are you going just, up in ones? Are you going up in ten? You know, people... Not generally. and Actually, not generally. So, okay. obviously, dependent. Obviously, budget dependent. Like, this isn't about spending people. Say we're at 495,000. Like, do you go 496? Well, no, you don't. You go 501 immediately. Okay. Because if you if you have three active bidders at the table and they're all bidding in ones, you know that they in have their to brain they're going five hundred thousand euros my ceiling. Okay, and it's going to be the first to tip five hundred thousand. That very likely that property is going to be sale agreed to. So what so what we tend to do as a bidding culture mm-hmm. in a bidding culture here is we we want to hold on to our money. We want to hold on and slow everything down. Yeah, which in my experience is completely incorrect. What you need to do is ramp it up fast, eliminate, 
and get to the end game as fast as you can. So do you need to be really because stringent with your clients of like, how much is your actual, yes, tell yes, me your actual yes, deadline? Yes. Okay. Give me your actual, I want to know your absolute ceiling. Because some people don't will be like, me. oh, it's kind don't of 300. I said, don't spoof me here. Yeah. Because I said, it's not because I want to spend all your money. It's just that I need to know with your instruction how far I can go. How far can I go on this? And I said, you've got to pull in your core muscles and trust me and let me at it. Yeah. Now, by the way, I do lose occasionally. Okay. I do sometimes lose. I don't win every day of the week. I'm not that cocky. Yeah. Right. But most of the time I do all right. Most of the time I win because I will ask, I will speak to the agent on a one to one Mm -hmm. and I will say, how many people are at the table? What's your sense of where their ceilings are at? Mm-hmm. Tell me how they're bidding. I write down all the bids if it's not already online. Yeah. Tell me how they're bidding. I can see a pattern emerging immediately. Mm-hmm. And are they allowed to give you all that information? Of course they are. Okay. It's public knowledge. Okay, great. Yeah, it's public information. And so then, well, then yep. that's in a lot of information that you have then, which is power. Information is power. But, you know, you know, if... Billy and Mary down the road are not going to ask those questions with confidence. Yeah. They just go, they're just told what the next bid is. Yeah, I remember that. They're like, they're oh, they've gone up. And we've, we've gone up another five. We've gone up another two. We've gone up another three. And you're going, oh, dear divine God, where the hell is this going to end? Whereas I, I go, OK, there's five of them at the table. That means that five, 10, 15, 20, 25. This is absolutely going up 25 grand. Get rid of them. Get rid of three. OK. Then they'll and know Then I'm down to two and then whittle it down. So look, it's a bit like Liz O'Kane acting as your Rottweiler to, yes, in, okay. in, in, in the bidding process. And when people come to you, Except is it because... I'm not emotional. Yes, I'm very much in control. and strategic I'm very it. logical. And I'm constantly having the conversations with the sales agent, constantly. And the sales agent will have confidence in me and I, I, in, in that they know that my client is solid, that um, I also hold proof of funds that this sale very likely won't fall apart. And do they say, do you, would you ever say to a client like, I know you've bid 490 now, we've bid, but I don't think the house is worth that. Like, would you ever stop people and be like, look, I think, <laughs> I know you want this house, but I don't think this is the house. Well, actually, interestingly, that happened this morning. I, okay. I actually saw a property this morning that I really did feel was very much at its, very much at the top of where that property should be in the location that it's in, mm-hmm. but also with the knowledge that there's a planning application in directly across the road. Okay. Not actually, sorry, not even directly across the road, within a green area of this particular development. Which will That depreciate. is actually going, no, that actually is going to be redeveloped by DCC for cycle lane, etc. And there's going to be significant works outside that building for, for a period of time, time in order for that development to take place. And I kind of thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. It's a good duplex. But really, is it still going to sit at this number with works going on for the next four to five years? Not completely Oh, convinced. as in we may get this for cheaper in a few months? Uh, I, I think it's, it's the planning development that because it's taking away part of the development space. It's okay. taking away parking spaces. Okay. And in actual fact, the particular client in question as well had did not want to live in an area where there was works going on, where there was construction okay. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kind of thought, well, if I was spending this amount of money on a three bed, I'd rather be in a two bed in a more settled community where there's where there's no development or construction works mm-hmm. um, in the immediate future. 
that's was my feeling. And what are other things that you think people when they get emotional like don't consider? Like because I feel like there's such a panic now to get a house, to get on the property ladder, to to be safe and secure in your home. Yeah. That often maybe you're like any house will do like anyone that accept, you know people are bidding on houses left right and centre and they're just so grateful to have a bid in do you think that people are not considering I don't know whether it's location or amenities or the size or Just taking a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Rockwell Financial. Rockwell Wealth Management are amazing at extracting wealth from your business in a tax-efficient way. Whether it's pensions, protection, investment, exit strategies, succession planning, anything like that, they are the ones to go to. They have a free one-to-one consultation for Basically listeners. So ring them up, tell them you listen to Basically, and they will give you that offer of a free consultation. Rockwell Wealth Management. Go for it. We all know neck and back pain can be so debilitating. The good news is the vast majority of spinal problems can be treated successfully by regaining movement, flexibility and strength. Whether you have an existing condition or a recent injury, Matter Private has centres of excellence for spinal care in Dublin, Cork and Limerick to provide you with comprehensive diagnosis, treatment, surgery and rehabilitation. With daily clinics in five locations, it means you can access the expert spine care that you need without having far to travel, no matter where you live. Making the right move is important. And when you have neck or back pain, you want to be treated by Ireland's leading spine experts. You want a team who can look after everything spinal, from the straightforward to the most complex conditions. For everything spinal, visit matterprivate.ie to find out more. For Tech's Sake is a podcast that goes beyond the hype of tech developments to bring listeners the knowledge they need to make informed decisions. And it's hosted by me, Elaine Burke, a science and technology journalist. And me, Jenny Darmody, editor of Silicon Republic. Each episode, we're joined by an expert to answer our probing questions to discover what's good tech and what's just tech for tech's sake. And we've had some amazing guests this season, including roboticist Neve Donnelly. She was just named Woman of the Year in STEM by Irish Toddler. We also had Ireland's AI ambassador, Dr. Patricia Scanlon, Stripe CTO, David Singleton, and Bobby Healy, CEO of Irish drone company, MANA. And last season, we had Abiba Perhane, who was recently appointed to a UN advisory panel on AI. We certainly know how to pick them. And if you want to be in the know on tech, robotics, drones, AI, and what have you, on a deeper and more human level, be sure to subscribe. I think any first-time buyers who are out there now, they're very cognizant now of the of the grants that are available. So y- you have helped to buy and you have the first home scheme. Mm-hmm. And any first-time buyers who I'm dealing with right now, right, of which there are three, are very willing to be an outside, uh, within an hour outside Dublin. Okay. So... So working within the city is or working and living within the city is no longer a priority mm-hmm. and also really difficult to attain living within the commuter belt. And most new housing and particularly in County Kildare only offers help to buy and the first home scheme up to €420,000. €420,000. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So you still have lots of young people who are willing to move to County Kildare, for example, mm-hmm. and purchase a three-bed mid-terrace or semi-detached house if they can get it for €420,000 because that's the only way that they can use the help to buy scheme. The help to buy in the first home scheme. And are there enough then €420,000 houses being built in County Kildare and in the well, surrounding? that's a very good question because uh, 
what tends to happen, as I'm sure any of your listeners will know, is that in second phase homes, the price goes up. Okay. And if the price goes up by 1,000 euro to 421,000 euro. Yes. The first home scheme and have to buy scheme aren't applicable. And why do houses so, go up in the second phase and third phase? Just because of demand or because? Everything. Because of everything. Because of demand. Because they can. But I, but, but I do think now, right, that there's very much a sensitivity uh, around the first home scheme and the help to buy scheme. And I'm actually looking for something now at the moment on behalf of somebody in phase two. And the agent, the sales agent is saying to me, we're really hoping that there's no price increases. We really need this to say at 420,000 euro yeah. because it's going to eliminate so many people. So it's also and in the builder's interest, like they might not sell the houses if they increase the price too much. Or is there so many people that don't need those schemes that the houses will well, sell anyway? I think anyway? it'll be a far slower sell, yeah. for sure. Um, I think I, I think it would be right to retain them at the same level. And it then has to be. In regards to people listening who might want a, a sales or a, a buying agent, is it the same as a sales agent where like they take 1% of the price of the house or how does your fees work? So here's the good news. Here's yeah. the good news. I've always worked on a fixed fee. Okay. For my whole entire business. I've been cho- I have been told by many consultants and experts to change my to change my business model and I am not changing it. Okay. So I operate on a fixed fee. Um the fixed fee is obviously varying for varying levels of client. Okay. Right. But um, any first time buyer who's coming to me, for example, doesn't matter how much they have to spend. If they have 300,000 euro to spend or 500,000 euro to spend, they're getting into a fixed fee. Okay. Right. And I take 50% up front. Mm-hmm. That gets me on the phone, researching, in the car, viewing properties, negotiating with sales agents mm-hmm. for them. And only when I've sourced and negotiated a property to a sale agreed conclusion for any of my purchasers, is my balance then due. So if you can't find something for them, they don't pay the balance. I haven't failed yet. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I haven't failed yet. But what I all, but, but it can also, take a while, can And it? I know that sounds really cocky. I haven't failed yet. Sometimes it takes three weeks. Sometimes it takes six months. Okay. My longest clients on my books were on my books for eight months. Okay. And that got was... the right house in the end for the right family, for the right people. It's just funny. It's just weird how things sometimes work out. But there's also a contract. It's really important that we sign there are property industry in Ireland is highly regulated. Okay. So it's regulated via the uh, Property Services Regulatory Authority. And I have to have a contract signed that shows the authority in case I'm audited that I have been retained to do this work. And I I draw up that contract for one year. Okay. So any client coming to the table with me, if they come to me on the 1st of November today, they have me until the 31st of October next year. Right, and that okay. gives people a lot of comfort. Yeah. It's I, a lot of hand-holding. And so are you, like, what is your, are you just constantly driving around looking at properties yeah. and looking at, yeah. and look, reading planning permissions and knowing? I don't like reading planning permissions. I'm not very good at that, but I have a very good architect who works with me and he reads all those. My ho- I mean, you know, when like my husband will look at a big field and there's a planning, there's a yeah. thing stuck up yeah. to it and he'll hold his hands behind his back and bend over and read the thing and be like, oh, there's an Might apartment take complex. A photograph yeah. of it and then he goes on to DCC or whoever the local county council is and looks up the planning app. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm useless at that. I hate all that dross, but I have somebody else who does that for me. Who does that for you? Yes. And what else do people need to know if they're thinking, okay, we're we're in the process of buying a house, they're getting disheartened with sitting in bed at night on myhome.ie. Do you mean in the process of buying a house or yeah, thinking looking, about purchasing? You know, they probably have their mortgage with a broker yeah. and they're they're yeah. sorted, but they're like, okay, we need to now start looking at property. But the interesting thing is once, the, I mean, maybe maybe you can relate to this, I don't know. But when, when any person or a couple achieves their mortgage um, approval, they kind of start to relax. Everybody goes, woohoo, fantastic. Well, not, when, not with the six months, like we were. The six months is the killer. The six months is the killer. And then the they ECB. wake up at 12, week, 12, weeks in, 12 weeks in and go, oh God, Shit. there's yeah. only 12 weeks left. And then six we- 16 weeks in, they go, we need somebody to help us. And then they come to me. And then they me. come to you. And then well, they come to me. I feel like so, the ECB rates increasing has kind of changed that. Like once you're mortgage approved, it's like, okay, we have it at this rate for six months. It is It is pretty astonishing. It is It is pretty astonishing that the appetite out there to still purchase, uh, despite the interest rates. Yeah. There's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a... Cooling. Maybe a little bit of anxiety. Now, they've, it's stopped now. I think, mm-hmm. wasn't it nine increases or was it ten? Across it was ten time? in the end. Ten. So I think they've said now, they've said in the ECB, right, we've done our job now, that's it. Yeah. Right. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see some level of decrease in the coming year. Um, there's a lot of cash purchases out there and, and that's, it doesn't affect, clearly doesn't, interest rates, you know, aren't really up for discussion in, in that instance. But it is very interesting, the the appetite for first time buyers to still purchase and hold on to the original interest rate that they were offered where possible. Yeah. It's 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 not for the faint-hearted. It's not pretty. It really isn't. But a that's why I sound like it would be amazing to just have someone like you because it's not for the faint-hearted. But if yeah. someone else was just dealing with it and yeah. could ring you and be like, "I've got your house," or "I'm gonna bid another what? Do you have do I have your permission to go up another five grand?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put a zero on the end. I don't care. Just get me out. Just leave it with me. Leave it with me." And that, and that is exactly the conversations I have. That is exactly the conversations I have. Yeah. Okay, guys, this is a situation. We've got three at the table. We've eliminated two. Okay, I'm telling you, this is this is what I believe will happen. This is what I think. This is the ceiling here. Hopefully I'm right. Are you willing to let me at it again? I just think it would be so lovely to have someone in your corner because you do kind of feel like I'm, me and my husband thinking like, well, the estate agent has told us this. Yeah. So does that is that true? Or is he just trying to get us to bid, you know, because we were bidding on other properties that weren't new bills. OK, then well, actually, if, if I could clarify that as well, it, it's very important for every listener to know that since 2010, when the property industry became regulated, every single bid has to be recorded. Oh, so they're not allowed to tell you a lie. Every single bid has to be recorded. So can right? you say to Whether them that's and if if any agent that you're bidding with so say say for example Ed Dempsey is a local South Dublin agent yeah um, as are Sherry Fitzgerald uh, who we all know mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to think Hunters would be another uh, real estate agency as well they ha- they all have online bidding platforms so when you bid on that property via online bidding mm-hmm. which I often do for my clients when there's a counter offer. You get an email to say there's a counteroffer and then you see the successions of bids that have got you to that counteroffer. But you don't see who they're from? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Yeah, because no, no. of GDPR or no. whatever. But so they're not allowed to ring you and say someone has bid. They've gone up by a thousand. No, the conversation is very important for me. Yeah. So before I counteroffer, I will be right onto that agent again and they will answer the phone. They see my name and they go, oh, answer the phone to her. I need to know. 
I, I need exactly, yeah. exactly. I just need to know who's there. What's your sense of these people? Where are we all going with this? Just so I have an idea of where we all sit. So if people are listening and they're like, OK, I want her. I need someone to do this. I'm sick of doing it myself. Where can they find you? What oh. do they need to know? Um, my website is really easy. It's my name. It's lizocane.ie. Have a googly googly. Um, I recently finished um, a lovely series for Animo, um, which went out on Virgin Media called Help Me Buy Home. Yes. And that's why I saw you on that. And that yeah. seemed really, really. And it was lovely just to see the people having that support, you know. And, you know, it was funny because the, the director's a fab guy who I'm hugely fond of, a guy called um, Pete Callan. And Pete, when I met him first, we sat in the room and he kind of went like, there's a housing crisis. Who the hell's going to buy a house? And I said, oh, my God, God. watch this. <laughs> yeah. He really put it up to me. And I was like, Jesus, I said, why are we making this program? I said, look, we have to have some success stories. I think out of the 12 stories that we did, we had 11. We had 11 purchases. That's amazing. Yeah, which was pretty astonishing. It's a good percentage. And uh, yeah, I hope it was great. I loved it. It was great fun. You can find that probably on the Virgin Media Player. Um, I think it's still there. Yeah, thank you. Where, what's your Instagram? Oh God, what's my Instagram? We just chatted about this. Liz O'Kane, buyer's agent. Liz O'Kane, buyer's agent. Yeah. Follow her on Instagram. And then if you need a buyer's agent, <laughs> you can find her through her website. You can send me a message and I'll more than happy to answer whatever I can, any questions I can. And do you work for people all over the country or is yes. it just? Yeah? Yes, I do. I've, you can help people I, find I, a house I've, in Limerick. Yes, yes, yes. I, uh, primarily West Cork. A lot of people want to buy in West Cork and down around Kinsale. I've bought in Waterford and I've bought in the West of Ireland and it is a fantastic way to see the country. It really exhausting, is. exhausting, but I'm not moaning. I, I, I do, I do love my job. I'm lucky. Liz yeah. O'Kane, thank you so much for joining me in studio and for giving us an insight into all that you do. Thank you. And thank you for listening to another episode of Basically. Our music is by Only Ruin. Our graphic design is by Kahlo Gara. We're produced by Hilary Barry and we're part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. See you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 